going on, y'all? Welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, um, I have a great show tonight. Um, a couple of things I want to hit on tonight that I think are going to be extremely, extremely important. And so tonight we're going to be talking about the importance of the Holy Spirit um, in relation to the great falling away. And um, for you guys who may be like, what is the great falling away? Uh, when we talk about the great falling away, <clears throat> um, I'm, it's pertaining to walking away from the faith, walking, losing faith, losing hope in Christ. Uh, and I, I want to take tonight to really encourage um, every one of you tonight because um, these last few years have been very challenging. Um, there has been very high um, political tension, high racial tension. Now we're getting into vaccines and everything. What's up, Tremaine? Grace and peace, my brother. Um, we're getting into a, it's a whole lot of things going on. And so um, I feel like the, the, the times that we're in have challenged many of our uh, belief and faith in Christ like never before. And even if you don't proclaim to be a Christian, um, I think these have still been trying times that have challenged all of our faith. And so what I want to talk about tonight is the importance of the Holy Spirit, who the Holy Spirit is, uh, the importance of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And what does it even mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Because there are so many um, different views and, 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 um, perspectives when, when you get into all of these different topics. Uh, but I want to take the time to strive to give you understanding, uh, from a biblical perspective and, and for everyone who, what up though, Doug, for everyone who rocks with the path of revelation podcast, this, you already know, this is where the culture meets scripture. So I always try to deal with relevant topics, um, whether it's something in pop culture or something, I, I try to stay away from politics, not so much, but whatever's going on in, in popular society, I, 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 my purpose with this show is to take it on and give a biblical perspective um, as well. Uh, you said the YouTube link, Tremaine. Um, let me try to get that for you in a second, man. I'm, I'm working, actually doing this broadcast off my phone. <clears throat> but if you uh, type in Path of Revelation, in YouTube, you should see this live right now. You can subscribe to the page. For anybody listening, make sure you subscribe to the um, my YouTube page. It is Path of Revelation. Uh, you'll see the last three episodes on on the um, YouTube page. You can go to pathofrevelationnow.com as well to subscribe. Uh, leave your prayer requests if you want to purchase some merch or just listen to some music. Uh, or even some blogs. It's all at pathofrevelationnow.com. But listen, tonight I want to deal with uh, the Holy Spirit and the importance of having the Holy Spirit um, and, and really dealing with the great falling away. I, I think it's natural and normal where if you have been within church circles or have considered yourself to be a Christian at some point in time in your life, at some point in time in your life, um, you're going to question why you believe what you believe. And we should all question why, why we believe what we believe. And if what we believe is actually rooted in truth, because at the end of the day, um, I know we're in a society in a day and time where people are saying truth is subjective. Um, but really, um, truth is truth. You know, the truth is, doesn't change. It's not based. You don't have a truth and I don't have a truth. <laughs> There's only one truth. And so, um, it's important that we look at why we believe what we believe, but I, I, I also think that it's important that as we strive to pursue truth and as different challenges come up in our lives that, that challenge what we believe, I think it's important that um, we have a, a submissive heart and a, a heart of humility that sincerely desires truth. I heard someone say at a conference that 
um, I rapped at a couple of years ago, um, I was listening to one of the speakers and they said something that's profound that I, I believe with all my heart. And they said, if you really want truth, uh, the truth will come and find you. It, it will identify itself. And, um, and I truly believe that. I believe the Holy Spirit is a big part of that. And I made a post the other day. <laughs> I made a post the other day on social media that, uh, and, I, and I wasn't trying to trigger anybody, but I was just, you know, a lot of times when I'm studying and reading the word of God and I feel like God is showing me things, I'll make Facebook posts or make tweets that are a part of a bigger understanding that I'm getting or revelation that I'm getting. And so a lot of times when I make Facebook posts, um, I'm not trying to preach a whole sermon or anything. I'm it's usually it's a piece of a bigger body of work that's either out or is coming. And so what's up, VC? Good evening, man. We about to get it in. Um, so listen, I want to hop in. I don't want to take too much of your time because I can go on a couple of tangents. But we're talking about the importance of the Holy Spirit, more specifically, the importance of being filled with the Holy Spirit and a departing away from the faith. Um, we, we see so many people nowadays who were once identified themselves as Christians who are no longer followers of Jesus or, or no longer consider themselves Christians. Um, some who still claim the Bible, but they just don't claim Orthodox Christianity. Um, some who have just walked away altogether um, because of the affairs of life. When you look in the Bible, uh, the parable of sowers, where, where Jesus is giving the parable of sowers and he's talking about the seeds and how some seeds fell on good ground, some seeds fell on stony ground, some seeds fell on rocky ground. Well, a lot, some of us, are rocky ground. Some of us are stony ground. And it's okay to be where you are long as you have a heart that's that's open to truth and, and submitted to truth. And I would submit something. Some people um, have walked away from the faith um, because of bad teaching. Some people have walked away from the faith because they weren't properly discipled. Uh, and some of you may be in a place where you're still searching and you're still trying to figure things out. Um, and that's okay, wherever you are. Um, I believe tonight is going to be a blessing for you. And so when we deal with um, depart, to bar, departing from the faith, one of the most popular scriptures that most of us is familiar with is found in 2 Timothy um, chapter 3, verse one through five and it starts off by saying but understand this that in the last days there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self lovers of money proud arrogant abusive disobedient to their parents ungrateful unholy heartless unpeasable slanderous without self-control, brutal, not loving, good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. So when we look out in the world, today. And again, I'm not mentioning this to condemn anybody and I'm going somewhere with this. But when we look out in the world today, we most definitely see people that fit that bill. Some of us may be there like, man, forget it, man. I've tried church. I've been in church and people are hypocrites. The preacher is sleeping with the secretary or whatever the case may be. You know, church, the church people, in some cases, church people are worse than the people outside of the church, you know, and, and there are different circumstances that that drive people away from Christianity. Um, but in all of this, 
one of the factors that's often left out in our pursuit of truth in our pursuit of God is the Holy Spirit. And so I want to talk about the importance of the Holy Spirit and who the Holy Spirit is um, and why it's important to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, the Holy Spirit is the, is the person who reveals Jesus and gives us an accurate view of God. It is the Holy Spirit who leads and guides us into all truth. He is the helper and comforter. He will help you make sense of the madness in this world. There's so much craziness going on around, going on right now. He, he helps us make sense of the madness. He helps us make sense of the challenges that we're facing in our lives. Even when we don't have answers, he, he comforts. He, he lets us know that we're not by ourselves. And one of the things that I'm learning is so many of us end up frustrated, confused, and even fall away from truth because we're trying to know God or figure out life through our intellect and our emotions while resisting the Holy Spirit. And we live, we live in a world today that tells us, hey, follow your, follow your heart. Everybody's encouraged to do them. Do you be the best version of yourself? Follow your heart. But I'm here to tell you that following your heart, when we follow our heart, that's one of the worst things we can do sometimes. Because the Bible lets us know in, in Jeremiah uh, 17 verse 9 that the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked who can know it like i don't i don't trust my heart because one one minute my heart is on point and the next minute my heart is tripping and telling me to follow my flesh and what i feel like doing and and so the bible never never tells us to follow our hearts instead I'm reminded of Proverbs chapter three, um, verse chapter three, verse five through six, that says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and don't lean to your own understanding, but in all of your ways. In other words, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're facing, acknowledge him in all of your ways. And he gives us a promise. He says, and he will direct our paths. And so the it is the Holy Spirit that helps us make sense of life and, and leads and guides us. I'm reminded of a few scriptures. I just want to share a few scriptures to kind of lay a foundation tonight uh, for us and the importance of being filled with the Holy Spirit and, and following the Holy Spirit. But before, um, when we when we think about the Holy Spirit, the first scripture that comes to mind is John chapter 14, verse 16 through 17. So Jesus, um, verse 14 through 16, verse ch chapter 14 through 16, Jesus is risen from the grave, y'all. And it's right before he ascends back to heaven. And so he's speaking to his disciples and he begins to talk about the Holy Spirit. In verse 14, he says, and I will ask the father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth. He's talking about the Holy Spirit, whom the world cannot receive. And so this is one of the reasons why I say we cannot know God without the Holy Spirit. He says, whom the world cannot receive. He says, because it neither sees him nor knows him, you know him for he dwells with you. And here's the prophetic word after he goes and he will be in you. And so the next scripture going down to verse 26, John 14, verse 26, he says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, 
whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, not some things, all things, and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. This is Jesus talking. Let's go to uh, chapter 16. John chapter 16, verse 7 through 15. It starts off by saying, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I go away. Why? For if I do not go away, the helper, referring to the Holy Ghost, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And what shall he do? And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Verse nine, concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Verse 10, concerning righteousness, because I go to the father and you will see me no longer. Verse 11, concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world, referring to the devil, is judged. Verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Verse 13, when the spirit of truth, referring to the Holy Spirit, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He, there, he, he's he's re-emphasizing again. He, he already said it once, but he's re-emphasizing. He says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. He will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. I'm going to repeat that. And he will declare the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Now listen, verse 15, all that the father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide us into all truth. He will lead us and, and reveal what is to come. See, a lot of times what happens is we're, we're trying to encounter God and know God without the Holy Spirit. We're trying to, to, to conceive God with our intellect, with our emotions. And what happens, what happens, and hear me good, what happens a lot of times when we follow our emotions, when we follow our emotions, what ends up happening is we'll end up creating our own God. We'll create, we'll end up creating our own truth. Um, and we'll begin to shape God almost like a Build-A-Bear. If you ever been to Build-A-Bear, you know, you pay, you can make your, you can make your own bear and stuff. That, that's that's kind of how we do God. We, we, we try to shape him how we want him to be based off of our emotions and what ends up happening. We end up deceiving ourselves and, and, and end up really falling into idolatry. And so if we're not careful, our emotions will actually get us in trouble. And, and, what's and, and another thing we have to be careful of, because there are so many voices and some of us have felt stuck and felt um, frustrated and confused. And one of the reasons we feel this way is because we're listening to so many different voices. And so because we're listening to so many voices, we can't hear the we can't hear the voice of God. We can't hear the leading of the Holy Spirit because we're sensitive to everything else. 
we're sensitive to everything else, we actually become numb to God. And when God wants to move on our heart because we're frustrated and we're trying to figure things out on our own, our, our heart of flesh has now become a heart of stone. Or when God is trying to make our heart of stone into a heart of flesh, we're, we begin to resist God. Because the Bible says one of the things that Jesus said, if any man will come after me in Luke 9, 23 through 24, he says, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself pick up his cross and follow me for whosoever will save his life will first lose it and whosoever loseth his life shall find it and so in the kingdom of god subtraction is addition and addition is subtraction whenever god desires for us to sacrifice something sacrifice our will he's not subtracting something to leave us empty he 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 wants to replace it with himself and so when we talk about the holy spirit the holy spirit is god he he leads and guides us into truth he was given to help us he was given to comfort us because listen the reality is we live in a fallen world and we don't I, we we can we can't watch tv for 60 seconds or jump on social media for 60 seconds without seeing the effects of living in a fallen world we see drama we see hatred we see wars and rumors of wars we see all of these things it, even when we look in our personal lives the, the, the circumstances and the issues that may exist in our families and things that we're just trying to figure out. It is all signs that we live in a fallen world. And so the Holy Spirit is given to point us to the hope who is Jesus. He's given to, to reveal Jesus to us and show and, and give us wisdom and understanding that he is the way, the truth and the life, that he is the hope. Um, he is the hope of glory. And, and 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 the Bible talks about something in Romans eight. I want to look at something real quick while I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. In Romans eight, this is so powerful, y'all. In Romans eight, chapter eight, verse twenty through two, through twenty seven, it starts off by saying, "For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together." in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, referring to us as believers in Jesus, who have the first fruits of the Holy Spirit. We groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. What is it talking about, the redemption of our bodies? The Bible talks about how the outward man perishes, but how the inward man is renewed day by day by the spirit. Well, the outward man perish. You see all this gray on my face? <laughs> you see my hairline? <laughs> my hairline is starting to recede. And if you look on the top of my head, my hair is getting thin. Just four, just three, three years ago, four years ago, that wasn't an issue. But the Bible talks about how we die daily every day is a step closer to the grave and you might be wondering how i can talk about this with a smile on my face because death is usually something sorrowful and painful but we who are in christ we don't mourn as if we don't have any hope we don't look at death as if we don't have any hope well it says that we wait eagerly for the adoption of as sons, the redemption of our bodies. The Bible talks about how we will receive a glorified body and we will be just like him. And so we understand that this life is temporary. The things, the, 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 the suffering of this present time isn't even to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. When we see him, 
we will be like him and we will receive our glorified bodies. No more sickness, no more pain, no more hurt. Come on, somebody. This is why Jesus died for our sins so we can become the righteousness of God and become new creation. Um, moving on, verse 24 says, for in this hope that I'm talking about, we were saved. Now hope that is, now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, here's the important part. It's all important, but here's where I'm getting at. Likewise, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, the Helper himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. If you've ever pressed in in prayer, sometimes you, when you really press in and you tap into the Holy Spirit, sometimes you don't even have words. You just groan in the Spirit and the Holy Spirit is groaning through you and he's making intercession. He's helping your weak areas. But we have to be, we have to start tapping in, spend time in prayer. I've been guilty. It's been plenty of times where I give everything else my attention. I give everything else my time. And the moment it's time to pray and spend time with God. I can't even keep my eyes open for 60 seconds. I can't even keep my eyes open. I, I'm just falling asleep. And we expect the fullness of God. We expect the fullness of God when we're not even willing to give God the best of our time. I'm here to tell you he's worth the pursuit. He won't leave you helpless. He won't leave you comfortless. If you're trying to figure things out, surrender to the Holy Spirit. He will reveal Jesus to you. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Verse 27, and he who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. You know why this is so important? He intercedes for us according to the will of God. The reason why this is so important is because everyone is searching for purpose. We all need purpose. One of the reasons why people in their lives commit suicide is because they feel like they don't have purpose. And it is a lie from the pit of hell. It is a lie from the enemy but it is the spirit who makes intercession for us and he leads and guides us into all truth. And we have to sit in patience and let patience have a perfect work. Sometimes we're not gonna have all the answers, but we don't have to know everything if our faith is in the one who knows everything. But moving on. So one of the things that I wanna talk about before I wrap up that I think is extremely important in all of this is the importance of being filled with the Holy Spirit. But I think it's important as, as we touch on being filled with the Holy Spirit, I think it's important that we have an accurate biblical understanding of what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because you'll go to some churches and you'll you'll meet some people who claim to be Christians who will run around the church. They'll sing praise and worship. They're, they're active in church, but they'll cuss you out like a sailor. Their attitude is nasty. They 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 claim to speak in tongues, but but they don't even know how to treat their neighbors. And and that isn't sign a sign of being filled with the Holy Spirit. That is not a sign of 
um, being filled with the Holy Ghost. And so when we think of being filled with the Holy Spirit, I think it's time for us. And hear me good when I say this. I think it's time for us to stop thinking of being filled with the Holy Spirit as a one time event. I'm going to say that again. It's time for us to stop thinking of being filled with the Holy Spirit as a one time event, but as a continual yielding, a continual dying to self, a continual submission to God. Because what happens is a lot of times we will look at like a story in Acts chapter two on the day of Pentecost when they were in the upper room and they were on one accord. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit fell on them and filled them. And they and, and they were clothed with, as the Bible says, tongues of fire. And as they were speaking in tongues, the Bible lets us know that they were speaking in Acts 2, in known languages, that the men who were outside of the room or in the lower room, when they began to hear them speak in tongues, that they heard men who weren't even of their country or nationality speaking in their native tongue, glorifying God. That's the Bible. And they begin to glorify God and they begin to hear them testify of God's goodness in their native language. And so a lot of times what happens is <clears throat> a lot of people take Acts chapter two and they make a whole doctrine out of it. Hey, if you don't speak in tongues, you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible doesn't say that anywhere, not even in Acts two. Matter of fact, the Bible lets us know that if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have been baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I know I might get in trouble with some of y'all through here, but I want to back up what I'm saying with scripture. And I want to make something clear. There is, and, and I'm going to show scripture to back up what I'm saying. Baptism is a sign of our commitment. But being filled with the spirit is walking out that commitment. I'm going to say this again. Baptism into, into the Holy Spirit with the Holy Spirit is a sign of our commitment. Even water baptism is the sign of our commitment. But being filled with the Holy Spirit is walking out that commitment. If you confess the Lord Jesus Christ with your heart and with your mouth and believe with your heart. You have the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter one, verse 13 lets us know in him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So if you have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, verse 13. For in one spirit, referring to the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, we were all baptized into one body. So how did we become a part of the body of Christ? We're baptized with one spirit, the Holy Spirit, into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. That's Bible, y'all. Last scripture, Galatians 3, verse 2. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? And so what am I saying? When you heard the gospel and, you, and the Holy Spirit convicted your heart and you said and you repented of your sins and you put faith 
in Jesus Christ. The Bible lets us know that you were baptized with the Holy Spirit. What that means is he came to live on the inside of you. Now, after baptism, the scriptures talk to us about being filled with the spirit. When we look at, hopefully I wrote this scripture down. I didn't, I thought I put it in my notes, but Ephesians 5 verse 18, Paul is writing to the church of Ephesus and there's been some wilding out going on. There's been sexual immorality. There is idolatry running rampant. Um, people getting drunk, doing all types of things, doing what they want to do. And Paul, and Paul in verse 18 says, don't be drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. In other words, that is, don't be overtaken in excessiveness. Don't be drunk with wine. He says, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. So in other words, it is time for us to stop thinking of being filled with the Holy Spirit as a one-time event. A lot of us have experienced the authentic presence of God and we cried, we weeped, we had an outward response, we ran around the church, we, or, or, or some of us think it's the Holy Spirit, but really it's emotionalism. We go to church and we put on these acts of outward expression with no inward transformation. And so we think we're filled with the spirit when we haven't allowed the Lord to have free reign in our lives. And I'm here to tell you when, when the, when, when the Lord and, and catch me with this, when, when we talking, we're still talking about being filled with the Holy spirit. When we were baptized with the Holy Spirit, in other words, when we received the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Bible lets us know we were baptized with one spirit into the body of Christ. So we, we were sealed with the Holy Spirit. He did not give us half of himself. He didn't give us half of the Holy Spirit. But when you but but when you believe on the Lord, you have the you have the fullness of God on the inside of you. So why does it say be filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, being filled with the Spirit speaks of yielding our lives to the Lord. And I'll give an example in this way. If I invited you, if you invited me to your house, if you invited me to your house, and say, hey, make yourself at home. How many times have you how many times have you had somebody over at your house and you said, hey, make yourself at home? When you say make yourself at home, you don't mean, hey, go feel free to go take a shower and take a nap in my bed, or you know what I'm saying? Like you don't mean all of that. <laughs> you you but, but that's what we do with the Holy Spirit. We invite him on the inside of us, but there's areas of our life that we don't want him to touch. Yeah, yeah Holy Spirit, you're, you're welcome in, to come in and make this body your temple, but I don't want you to do too much rearranging. Yes, I want to be baptized with your spirit. I want to receive your spirit, but I don't want to be filled with, I don't want, I don't want you to have free reign in every area of my life. You can have my, my, my job, or you can have my, my home, my home life, but you can't have my relationships. You can't tell me who I, who, who I shouldn't hang around. Oh, you can tell me you can I, I'll go to church on Sunday. I'll sing songs. I'll, I'll participate in church activities. But don't tell me how to how to go about relationships. Don't tell me to stop shacking. Don't tell don't tell me to stop fornicating. Don't tell me to let certain things go. And this is what we do 
with the Holy Spirit. We allow him, we say, hey, you can come in, but you don't have free control. You don't have free reign. And so what ends up happening, we end up doing what the scripture talks about, I believe in Ephesians 4.30, it says, we end up quenching the Holy Spirit. What does the word quench mean? It means to stifle. It means to put the fire out. And it's, it's, it's interesting that the scripture uses the word quench because the word quench speaks of putting a fire out. And the Bible refers to the whole, often re refers to the Holy Spirit as fire, as fire. And so when we quench the Holy Spirit, we, we don't give him free reign in our lives. And so what ends up happening when we don't give the Holy Spirit free reign in our lives, we end up trying to figure things out ourselves. And we, we begin to choose our way over God's way. Even though, as we just read in Romans 8, it says that the Holy Spirit makes intercession for the saints. On, on us following the will of God to point us in the direction of the will of God. And so when we're, when we're fighting the Holy Spirit, catch this, when we resist the Holy Spirit, when we grieve and quench the Holy Spirit, we're literally fighting the will of God for our lives. We're literally choosing death over life. We're literally choosing curses over blessings when we resist the Holy Spirit. And this is why Jesus said, I go away. And, and the scriptures are constantly telling us that there are many antichrists coming and many antichrists are already here as the scriptures say, and they will deceive you. They will come to deceive you with, with, with deceptive words, doctrines of demons, as the Bible says. I'm seeing so many of us because we're trying to figure things out. We and, and sometimes for some of us have to unlearn to learn. And what I mean by that is some of us have been in church so long that we 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 have so much tradition and and such a bad taste in our mouths that we've attributed that to the Holy Spirit. And that's not him. The, the, I always say this, and I always tell my wife this, the church, in a, especially in America, I'll say for, for the church in America, I view the church in America as just as a mission field as the world. And in a lot of regards, I believe the church um, is just as lost as the world in a lot of instances. And the reason why I say that is because it's, it's no... It's no harder person to convince that they're lost um, than a person who thinks that they have the answer or the truth when really they're standing in a form of godliness while denying the power thereof. So is the filling of the Holy Spirit not an empowerment like it is sometimes taught? Ryan, that's a great question. The Holy Spirit absolutely empowers us. The Holy Spirit most definitely empowers us. I can do a whole nother show talking about that. And, and, and I wish I would have gotten more scriptures to speak to that question. But <clears throat> it is the Holy Spirit who gives us boldness. It is the Holy Spirit who gives us boldness to proclaim the gospel and to stand for the Lord. When other people are ashamed and, and, and denying the Lord Jesus in the face of persecution. You ever wonder why <clears throat> you, we hear stories, Ryan, of, of people overseas who were not willing to deny the Lord Jesus Christ for their faith and they were beheaded? The reason why they were able to do that, it wasn't because their own ability, it was because of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit gives us boldness, a supernatural boldness to stand for Jesus, to live for Jesus, to, to walk in the newness of life. 
And this is why I said earlier that baptism is a sign of our commitment, but being filled with the Holy Spirit is walking out that commitment. And so it is like Jesus said in, in the previous scriptures that I mentioned, it is the Holy Spirit that helps us, that leads and guides us into all truth. He helps us. He's the helper. And a part of that helping is empowering. He empowers us. When we look in the New Testament, when the apostles laid hands on the sick and they recovered and raised the dead, that was through the power of the Holy Spirit. When the, the, Jesus was actually talking to them in, in John 14, 15 and 16, when he was talking and saying, I go away, but I won't leave you helpless for I send you the comforter who will lead and guide you into all truth, even the spirit of truth. And so when we see the apostles moving and, and healing the sick, casting out devils, revival is taking place in the New Testament. That is a part of when Jesus said, you will do greater works than I did. He, he's talking about the work of the Holy Spirit. Yes, the Holy Spirit is like a swift army knife. He is everything we need for life and godliness. Amen, VC. And, and that's so true. And, and, it, and it breaks my heart, man, because, you know, I think a lot of, I think, again, one of the reasons why we see so many Christians or people who profess to be Christians or at one point in time profess to be Christians who have just walked away from the faith, I honestly believe that it was the result of trying to figure this thing out and do life and pursue God without the Holy Spirit. And it is impossible to know God, to understand God without the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, even, you know, that's why you see people who, you know, serve God with their head knowledge. You know, they, they have all this knowledge they know how to recite scriptures. They know how to quote their favorite theologians and, and all of these things. But when you look at their lives, they don't have any fruit. And the devil isn't afraid of them at all because he recognizes like, yeah, they know a lot, but they don't, they don't know how to apply it. And, and I don't, I don't want to be puffed up in knowledge, as the Bible says. I don't want to know 10,000 scriptures if I don't know how to even apply 10 of them. And, you know, what I'm saying we have to be yielded to the things of God. And so I want to ask, I want you guys to ask yourself a question. And you don't have to answer on the screen. But what areas of your life? Are you not giving the Holy Spirit free reign? What areas? Because he will lead and guide us into all truth. I'll I share a testimony real quick before I go. I was a couple of years ago, I say probably like four, three or four years ago, I was really struggling in my faith. <laughs> And it wasn't that I was about to leave the Christian faith. I don't think I, I wasn't about to leave the Christian faith because I truly am born again. But I was confused. I was battling in my spirit. And I was literally trying to figure some things out as it pertains to God on my own, trying to get an understanding, trying to feeling the pressure, because a lot of times and, and I believe this is going to speak to somebody, too. A lot of times we as Christians, we are more loyal. We feel a sense of loyalty to our theological cliques. So much to the point that we begin to substitute sincere, sincere seeking God, sincere pursuance of God for groupthink. And what I mean by that is we begin to, whatever 
the theological clique that we're running with, we agree with whatever their stance is. And we listen to their argument on how, on how to defend the argument and whatever they say, that's what I believe. And what ends up happening is we end up grieving the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is personal to us. And what I mean by personal to us, I'm not talking about private interpretation, but the Holy Spirit wants to um, sup with us. He wants to, he, he wants to reveal Jesus to us in our time of prayer and studying. But sometimes we can be so loyal to what other people think, even in the church. We, we have fear of man. We, we fear what people in our theological circles will think if we have a opposing thought that, that doesn't line up with the pressure, the peer pressure. And, and, and the Holy Spirit a lot of times wants to use us to challenge the groups that we're in, not in a rebellious way, not in a in a uh, rebellious way um, or ungodly way, but in a way of accountability and correction for the edification of the group. But sometimes we fear being viewed as the black sheep or we fear being um, excommunicated that we begin to quench or stifle the Holy Spirit in our lives and we go with the crowd. And that's applicable in church circles and non-church circles. And so at this particular at that time in my life, I was struggling with some deep theological beliefs. And I was feeling the peer pressure. And I was about to come to a conclusion that I think would have altered my purpose and where the Holy Spirit was leading me for the sake of pleasing the theological circle that I was running with at that time. And I never forget it. I was driving on the freeway and I just began to weep because I was so confused and I, I felt so much pressure and the Holy Spirit literally um, manifested his presence. See, a lot of times we don't like to even talk like this because when you deal with, when you start talking about encountering the Holy Spirit, we become so dignified and so intellectually driven and so educated that we act like the Holy Spirit ain't even a person. No, he, the Holy Spirit filled my car with his tangible presence and basically how I can describe it is he rebuked me with so much love and comfort. It, it didn't even, it doesn't even make natural sense. And he, he kindly let me know, Hey, in so many words, you're about to make a mistake. This is not, this, this is not my will for you. This is not my will for your life. You're about to make a wrong turn. <laughs> And so if I, if I can describe the Holy Spirit in this way, the Holy Spirit is meant to be our spiritual GPS. He, this is why Jesus says he's meant, he will lead and guide us into all truth. And so I wanna encourage you guys tonight and, and until Jesus comes back, yield to the Holy Spirit, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let him feel every area of your life. Let him feel your relationships. Let him feel your parenting. Let him feel your marriage. Let him feel your health. Let him feel every area of your life. Because I, would, I guarantee you, some of the areas that we are failing at in our lives is because we have not allowed the Holy Spirit to truly feel us. In other words, we have not allowed him to give us free reign. A lot of us are looking for a reaction. Oh, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. You speak in tongues. You speak in tongues every Sunday. But where's the transformation in your heart? Where's the inward transformation that's showing outward fruit? Come on, somebody. 
And the Lord cares. He cares. He doesn't want us to wreck our own lives. <laughs> and so I want to encourage you guys, let the Holy Spirit have free reign. Before I go, I'm going to pray with you tonight. And I pray that every, whatever I said, um, anything that I've said tonight, I, I pray if you're just tuning in, I would encourage you to go back and listen from the beginning. Uh, I'm going to talk about some this some more. Um, I also want to talk about fear, God willing, on the next show. You know, if you've ever felt like you're stuck, if you feel like, um, if you're feeling frustrated and just feeling spiritually, mentally paralyzed, spiritually and mentally drowning. Some of you know what I'm talking about. I'm going to talk about fear um, and, and a biblical view of faith in our fears. <laughs> but listen, the Holy Spirit is going to lead and guide you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for everyone who has tuned in today. Everyone who is going to tune in and listen later, Father God, I pray, God, that you would just bless their lives, transform their hearts. Um, any confusion or, or deception that is trying to take root in their hearts, God, Father God, I, I, I come against it in the name of Jesus. I pray that you bring clarity and wisdom and peace and comfort and help. You said in your word that you that it is the Holy Spirit that intercedes for us. It is the Holy Spirit that helps us in our weaknesses. So, Lord, I pray that your spirit will lead and guide each and every person that is watching and listening today. And, Lord, let your presence, let your tangible presence be felt even now by everyone who's under the sound of my voice. Oh Lord, you are the Prince of Peace. You are the lover of our souls and you care for us. You hear us when we cry out to you. Hallelujah, Father God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you have not left us alone. Somebody just needs to hear that. You're not alone. The Lord says you're not alone. You have not left us helpless, but you have given us a hope in Christ Jesus. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested in the world to redeem us from the penalty of sin and death. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord. I pray, God, that you would bring clarity where there has been confusion, that you would bring life where death has begun to show itself. For you are the resurrection and life. And Lord, we glorify you. We praise you for your spirit that we feel even now. God, I thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Listen, make sure you guys go to pathofrevelationnow.com. Again, if you're just tuning in now, watch, watch from the beginning. There's a lot of great information shared. Um, if there's any topics or any questions you might have, even after this, feel free to leave them in the comments or you can inbox me if you have a question about anything that I um, share tonight. You know, funny thing about it, I actually I respond to my inboxes on social media specifically um, Facebook a lot faster than my email. I got to do better checking my email. So for y'all who have emailed me, I'm sorry for responding late. I'm going to do a better job of responding faster. But if you have any questions or prayer requests, feel free to inbox me. Make sure you go to pathofrevelationnow.com. And listen, thank you guys for tuning in. This has been the Path of Revelation podcast. And this is where the culture meet scripture.